Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Born Yesterday, a new podcast experiment with myself, Alexander Bennett, and Andy Barr, who is also here. I am certainly here. Very few people are able to take that away from me, and if they do try, I will stop them. Uh, Born Yesterday is an experiment in which myself and Andy have been cloning ourselves, and those clones have had 24 hours to learn three things. To familiarise themselves with three aspects of a human experience. And we have invited two guest comedians to help familiarise these clones with the entirety of the rest of human experience, using only those three things that the clones are already familiar with as the framework to build their understanding upon. Our brilliant comedians are Rosie Holt and John Luke Roberts, and the three things that the clones understand are the Shawshank Redemption, clowns, and toilets. Uh, the Shawshank Redemption uh, is very often considered one of the greatest films of all time. It is, yeah. I've heard this. Yeah, it's often at the top of sort of movie lists. And yeah, like that. very top. No, one. Yeah, the is, top number. That is the top. The top dog of numbers. Yeah. Uh, right at the top. One, next to it, Shawshank Redemption. Mm. Beautiful stuff. Love to see it there. Now, Andy, I don't know what your favourite film is, but what do you think is the best film ever made? <sighs> That's very difficult. Um, if you'd asked me when I was, um, say, nine or ten years old, I would have told you that it was um, Dougal and the Blue Cat the movie. Uh, oh, really? The Magic Roundabout film. That's a film critic, Mark Kermode's, is one of his favourite films of it's all time. It's beautiful, it's wonderful. Yeah. I, and I still love it. And I've been trying yeah. to get my um, uh, get my uh, partner to watch it for some time, and we finally did. And uh, she wasn't as moved for it by it uh, as I was. Um, I haven't seen Dougal and the Blue Cat. No. Well, let's watch it after this. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. That'd be wonderful. Um, but um, it's um, when I, w- I was very young when I first saw it, 
and I didn't entirely grasp what the title was. Yes. And so there would be a number of occasions on which I would ask my parents or my siblings to uh, put on, for me, Dougal and the Blue Movie. <laughs> which they all found very funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's real top-tier stuff. Yeah, that's... and it never resulted in what I wanted to see. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'm going to have to bring you around to the question I asked, which is, mm. um, what do you think is the best film? Not your favourite, the best. Mm -hmm. I would have to say that it is Stephen Seagal's Out for a Kill, in which Seagal produces, directs, writes, stars. Uh, He's the he's the he's the best boy. (laughs) He's the gaffer. He's doing the whole lot. He's doing the whole lot. He, he, he really, really uh, pull, pulls out of the hat. An absolute smasher. It's about triads. Um, and um, I would I would urge anyone listening to this to seek it out, watch it in its entirety, because the, the number of moving scenes within Stephen Seagal's Out for a Kill uh, are in the tens. You know that uh, Stephen Seagal actually joined a real police force? Yes. Been... Texas, wasn't it? Yeah. Or New Mexico or Arizona. I think he's. Te- I think it, it is somewhere Texas. around that. Um, yeah. That uh, ballpark. It's a big ballpark, but it's a ballpark. Uh, what would you say? They call it America's ballpark. <laughs> what would you say are the best parts of this Stephen Seagal film? Um, there's a bit in which um, Stephen Seagal, whose character's name is Robert mm-hmm. in the film, and he is uh, an award-winning archaeologist, formerly thief. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's settled down, and uh, he's in bed with his wife, mm. and he hears a commotion outside. So he takes, uh, takes one of his flashlights, which he has by his bed, <laughs> and uh, makes his way downstairs and out. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Always a worry when someone has a flashlight next to the bed. Flashlight. <laughs> yes. He has a flashlight next flashlight. to his bed. He takes his flashlight yeah. uh, downstairs outside the house in order to check what's going on. Um, and um, something's amiss. Mm. And then it cuts to his wife waking up in bed. She sits bolt upright. She says, Robert? And then the house explodes. Um, and that is the motivation for his character to pursue revenge or the titular kill of the title Out for a Kill. It's a wonderful answer to what is the best film ever made, Andy. It's incorrect. Right. Uh, the correct answer is Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Do you know anyone who's afraid of clowns? No. Oh. Okay. Do you? Yeah, I, I can't... I knew people that, um, when I first went to university, I, I went to university twice. The first yeah. time I was there um, at the University of Westminster for three months in 2009, um, I lived with um, two people, one of whom was afraid of fish. Yes, the ichthyophobe. Other, yep, the other one was afraid of sunflowers. Ah, that's more interesting and unique. Yeah. I've not heard that one. No. Um, you went to the University of Westminster? Yes, we have discussed this before. So I was actually uh, also a uh, classmate right. of the shoe bomber. Yes. Um, 
as you were? Uh, well, I was at the, uni- the university while uh, Jihadi John uh, was, G- was there. Jihadi John, yeah. Was it, was it not the shoe bomber then? Uh, the shoe bomber, I don't think so. No, it was Jihadi John. Sorry, I, I'm deeply... If the shoe bomber is listening, I'm very <laughs> sorry for getting your alma mater wrong. Yeah. Um, it was Jihadi John that I was at the same university as, as was um, Alexander. I've completely forgotten that we were briefly at the same university. Yeah, I was there in 2009 for three months. Right, okay, well, um, I uh, I think I met uh, Jihadi John in Freshers Week. Was he a laugh? Um, well, obviously in Freshers, uh, there's lots of people with sort of tables trying to get you to join clubs, and he wouldn't go into too much detail, but it didn't sound appealing. <laughs> God, imagine the uh, you know, sliding doors kind of <laughs> <laughs> where you had signed up to Jihadi John's club. Mm. Imagine what this podcast would be like then. Yeah, I mean, probably more marketable. Mm. Let's be honest. To a certain demographic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Dubik. Uh... <laughs> how much, how much ISIS focused improv do you have? Very little. I think um, uh, were Bin Laden still alive? I know we think this all the time. Maybe he is. Um, he would definitely have a podcast, right? He yeah. Be, he wouldn't be releasing videos. Let me tell you, I would listen. Oh, you'd listen to that? Yeah. yeah I wouldn't understand it. any of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd listen, though. <laughs> bin, bin Laden's podcast yeah. brought to you by manscaped.com <laughs> yeah just a furious man yelling at you from an undisclosed location I mean I'd want to, I'd want it to be one of those where he has to do the ad reads himself <laughs> and they pop a little bit of kind of ukulele underneath it <laughs> Um, I saw, um, now I don't know if this is remotely uh, true or not, uh, but I saw a graphic on Twitter earlier that claimed that uh, Queen Elizabeth II is one of the only remaining monarchs who still possesses the blood of the prophet. (laughs) Due to uh, interactions with the Spanish monarch in August the... I see. uh, is there any way of getting that ever? Uh, well, I don't know if it's possible to identify <laughs> within the monarch's blood uh, which cells in particular do are you, holy. And <laughs> do you think it would be possible, Andy, in a sort of Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic Sparks? I was, I was going for Jurassic Park-style event. Yes, if we were to take the Queen's blood, do you think we'd be able to clone a Christ? I don't know if we'd be able to clone a Christ, because that's not whose blood she has. Whose blood she has? It's Mohammed. Oh, right. It's Mohammed's blood that she's got okay right. according to a tr- twitter graphic that i saw earlier on today okay. so um disclaimer it may not be true have you ever used a toilet <laughs> no <laughs> because i believe that 
everything that I put through myself hmm. by dint of being within myself hmm. has become extremely valuable. And so I have put a great deal of effort and time in my life into um, reabsorbing all of that material into my body so that uh, at a later date I might be able to release it and uh, <laughs> secure a great deal of payment. <laughs> sort of one last great explosion of sort of mineral wealth. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to make diamonds in my ass. <laughs> 9.35pm. We began recording at uh, about 5.15. So listen, this is an experiment. The experiment can go in all sorts of different directions, some of them very silly and whimsical, and some of them very dark. And it's all part of the fun, uh, but we just want to make sure that you as listeners, sort of, if things are on an extremely dark edge, you know what you're getting in for. Um, I would suggest if you are sensitive to that sort of content, look up what's in the Shawshank Redemption. There is a particular scene in the Shawshank Redemption that is referenced fairly early on in this podcast. Um, so that is a content warning of sorts. Yes, and look, it's all done in fun. It's all done in, uh, you know, putting people under pressure and getting them to work out something to say. Uh, but we're just letting you know. We're just letting you know. Two fantastic comedians in this episode, Rosie Holt and John Luke Roberts. Uh, Rosie Holt is sort of the troll queen of the UK. Uh, you can follow Rosie at Rosie is a Holt on Twitter and at Rosie is a Holt on Instagram. And Rosie Holt is headed to this year's Edinburgh Fringe doing a show called The Woman's Hour. And she is at the Attic in the Pleasance Courtyard. Her show is at 6pm throughout the Fringe. And if you wanted to see John Luke Roberts at this year's Edinburgh Fringe, you would be fully able to do that at Monkey Barrel uh, 4 at 3.35 in the afternoon from the 1st of August to the 28th, excluding the 16th and 17th of August. Shall we get on with the experiment? Well, I'm just going to tell you the title of John Luke Roberts' show. What is it? It is John Luke Roberts, a world just like our own, but. <laughs> Rosie Holt. Hello. John Luke Roberts. Hello. Thank you uh, very much for agreeing to explain a few things to us today. Thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah. Um, in the time that uh, myself and Andy have been alive... Um, we have had just enough time to research these things. So this is what we know about. Um, we know about the Shawshank Redemption, clowns, and toilets. So that is what we understand. All the important things. Good. Um, Luke. Um... We're trying to learn more about uh, various different people. Mm. Uh, in three minutes, 
Could you explain to me who Barbara Windsor is? Your time starting now. Yes. You know how uh, Shawshank Redemption has actors in it, um, people playing the parts of the characters in uh, the Shawshank Redemption? I don't understand. Okay. So you know the people in Shawshank Redemption who are in the prison in Shawshank Redemption? The prisoners, yes. Yeah. Now, they're not actually really prisoners. They're, what? Uh, they're people who aren't prisoners pretending to be prisoners. Why would you pretend to... For entertainment. They, um, they do it to... entertainment? Entertainment is like... Do you know clowns? Yes. Um, so yes. that's uh, the opposite of entertainment. Clowns is, uh, is uh, you know, how you, they, so you... Clowns come on, they go, ah, 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 and you feel like bad in yourself, and oh, no, they're clowns again. The opposite of that is entertainment, when people come out on stage like clowns, but you feel like, yeah, this is great. Stage. Stage is like, you know, Shawshank Redemption, how you watch it on mm-hmm. a screen. Uh, if you put that screen down onto uh, the horizontal, and people walked on that, that would be a stage. So the prison Shawshank is full of clowns. The prison sh- uh, No, you've misunderstood. It's it's the opposite of clowns. The prison in Shawshank is the opposite of clowns, and the people in it are like Barbara Windsor. Barbara Windsor does the same job as the people playing the prisoners in Shawshank Redemption because she plays people in things. She's also um, just slightly taller than the height of a toilet. Could you tell me a couple of other things that Barbara Windsor has pretended to, to, be, to be a prisoner in? Uh, so she's not pretended to be a prisoner exactly, but she has pretended to be behind bars. She has pretended to run a thing called a bar, which is like the bars in prison, but it's a different type of bar where beer is served and others What is beer? Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Well, you know how in The Shawshank Redemption they make moonshine? I also should say, I've not seen The Shawshank Redemption. So well, I don't well know we have, and right. there is actually a scene in The Shawshank Redemption where they all drink beer on a roof. That, well, there you there go. Is, so that yeah. beer on a roof, imagine that beer not on a roof, but behind a sort of um, a, a rectangular object. Um, and Barbara Windsor is there between the height of a toilet and a clown um, serving beer, pretending to be somebody who serves beer, but actually also serving beer at the same time. So um, she's not pretending. Um, she is pretending. To, I'm not sure it's real beer. Uh, the the idea of the character she uh, this is tricky. Um, What's a character? A character is like the people in Shawshank Redemption. Clowns. Uh, yes, a character is like a clown, but um, a bit more defined. Can Why actually, does Barbara Windsor do this? Barbara Windsor no longer does this. That's the other thing. To, Why not? I think Barbara Windsor is dead like some of the people in the Shawshank Redemption. What's dead? You've got 22 seconds. That's when you know, when the Shawshank, you know at the end of the Shawshank Redemption when it doesn't happen anymore and the movie's mm. over? Yes. Like that, but for life. And then the credits roll. And no, it's after the credits. The credits are the last bit when you're in bed and everyone comes along and, and you see all the names of all the people who are saying, oh, this is very sad. And then you die. Okay, thank you, Luke. Panavision. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for that explanation. Andy, could you, could you sum up what Luke's just said there? Uh, right, so if I'm getting this correctly, Barbara Windsor is an actor, and an actor is like someone in the Shawshank Redemption who is the opposite of a clown, uh, in that they are entertainers. She is sh- shorter than a toilet? I think just taller than a toilet. Taller than a toilet, but shorter than a clown. And she is dead. 
Okay, thank you very much. No, you're very, very welcome. It's very useful. Information. I went better yeah. than I thought, actually. I can't believe you've never seen Shawshank Redemption. No. It's very good. I've heard, yeah. Did Rosie. Did you get with a spoon or something? Yes. Would you be able to explain to me who Mr. Blobby is? You've got three minutes. Your time starts now. Mr. Blobby. Uh, you know how clowns are quite colourful? Uh, Mr. Blobby is like a clown, but if it was expanded, so there was no definition of the nose or the eyes. It was all just one big blob. What is it? What's a blob? <laughs> a blob. You know, in a toilet, um, when you uh, when you put excrement in there. What? what we know what toilets are. What is excrement? <laughs> excrement is mm. what goes in. That's what the toilets are for. Toilets are for people who want to poo in the toilets, and that is often takes the shape of a blob, which is a what other clown. Which no, no, there's the shape of a blob. So toilets are for flushing clowns. But the clown is like a a colourful. I've lost myself now. Mister Blobby, is like a clown. Okay, but Uh with smaller arms. Okay. And a bigger body. What? And he's in the, his whole shape is like the same shape of things that go down a toilet. Okay. What what does he do? Um he says blob 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 a lot. Right. So he reassures people of his own shape. Yeah. Pretty much actually and that's that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, he does. He what? Re- in a nutshell. In a, What's a nutshell? Nutshell is um, like a hard blob. So it's like a hardened Mr. Blobby. Right. It's, hard, it's like a hardened Mr. Blobby. Everything is a kind of um, Mr. Blobby, really. Could you name something else that's like Mr. Blobby? Uh, a, um, a, a slug. A slug is like Mr. What's Blobby. What's a slug? A slug is, is like a little, um, a little animal. Um, with with no bone structure. <laughs> Whoa there! <laughs> what are bones? <laughs> bones are you know in um, Shawshank Redemption when he gets gang raped? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <I'm> familiar <laughs> with this? Well, <laughs> the. Wait, <laughs> that one. But they, 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 when they bit him. <laughs> 20 seconds oh, when, remaining. When they, when they beat him up in Shawshank Redemption, they break his bones, his bones which are in his arms, and um, they make use of other bones. Six, five, <laughs> three, two, one. Thank you very much, Rosie. Um, You're welcome. So, Rosie, if I was to sum up what you've just said there you said that mr blobby is a type of clown with a sort of stretched out physical form yeah (laughs) (laughs) rosie looks so confident right now who is in some way related to gang rape well, I mean, not not so much the last bit. But. Can I say, did you regret bringing that in to the uh, <laughs> explanation? No, I didn't. No, I stand by it. All right. Well, yeah. 
Okay. Thank you, Rosie. I'd like to distance myself from this podcast. <laughs> I don't know what a podcast is. Um, we're also looking to learn more about uh, where we found ourselves living. Um, so we'd like to know about a few different places. Luke, could you tell me uh, what Disneyland is? Yes. With three minutes starting now. Disneyland is a place and it's full of people like Mr. Blobby. Oh, God. (laughs) No. Who are um, sort of stretched out versions of other things. Okay. Um, Big, doughy uh, things. You take children which are like young Barbara Windsors to (laughs) Disneyland and they are entertained uh, by Disneyland. The aim of Disneyland is generally to entertain. Uh, It has... Theme park rides. Um, What's what's a theme park ride? A theme park ride is... Well, because, of course, Disneyland is a theme park. A ride is something you go on for fun. So an example of it would be a roller coaster. A roller coaster is when you sit in a small... uh, Like a... I suppose you could say a toilet. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a toilet-shaped thing. You sit in the toilet. The toilet then is propelled at great speed around a windy track but you are not allowed to uh pass waste into this toilet. who who goes on this is it the blobbies is it the barbara windsor the little tiny barbara windsors and okay. the blobbies as well no the blobbies aren't allowed on it well they might go on it for a photo um a photo is like an image a photo of yeah, what? A fo- like they, you might say oh we want one of the blobbies on the thing um but okay. like the, the tiny barbara windsors the their bigger their parents the people who made them hmm. uh hold on how how did their parents make them? Ah, through um, sex, probably. Luke, <laughs> what's, what's uh, sex? Well, I didn't want to go this way, but in Shawshank, remember in Shawshank Redemption when they beat the man up? So that's, it's <laughs> yes. like that. Okay. It's like that, but you get So blobbies are involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so, that's so parents... And that can result in a little Barbara Windsor. <laughs> So yes, but the, the parents. Really, I'd like to say the fight is really not a nice way of doing it, and you shouldn't do it. If you did, if you do it that way, you should end up in prison. Luckily for them, they already were. They already were. Yeah. Okay, that's where they should be. Okay, good. But they still shouldn't be doing it in there. Uh, look, I don't want to get. I really. I'm so. I wish I hadn't gone down this route. So the Barbara Windsors. Barbara Windsors on the toilets. Little Barbara Windsors on the toilets, whizzing around in the air, and that's entertaining. While there's the Mister Blobbies. Yes, it is entertaining. Also, you can get food, which is like beer, but solid. And okay, um, frozen beer, like more like no, like doughy, like Mr. Blobby. So, Blobby is something that you can eat. Um, yeah, uh, no, the the, the 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 element of his being which he has in common with food is the doughiness, not the fact that you can eat it. So, you can't eat Mr. You Blobby, you cannot eat Mr. Blobby. Okay, so it's not a form of defense. <laughs> Eight seconds. Oh, eight seconds. Um, Also, there's a big old castle, which is like a prison, um, (laughs) basically. Okay, thank you, Luke. Thank you very Um, much. Andy, could you uh, sum up what's been said there? I believe I can fairly accurately and concisely sum up Disneyland now. It is a place where a lot of uh, sort of stretched out blobby-like things uh, entertain little Barbara Windsors who are escorted around by their parents who are possibly prisoners um, and they go on rides which are 
kind of toilet that goes around a, a, a track for entertainment. But you can't pass waste into the toilet. But you cannot pass waste. Rosie, would you be able to explain to me what the Houses of Parliament are? In three minutes, starting now. So the Houses of Parliament um, are, you know how in Shawshank Redemption they're all in a big prison? Yep. Well, um, that's, uh, the Houses of Parliament is is like that, but instead of, <laughs> this doesn't work. The, instead of keeping... It's like a prison that doesn't work. It's like, no, it's in, instead of a, a prison with people in it, it just it's just a big building with people in it, but they, they're free to come and go. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the people who go in there are the people who rule the, who make the decisions of, in the country. So, you know how in Shawshank Redemption, there's the, the, the warden yes, um, yeah. who makes the decisions about the prison and how it runs, mm. and he gives he gives a role to Andy, so he makes Andy do the books. Well, in Parliament, someone is making decisions, but they're making decisions about the whole country and how the country runs. Okay, okay. who's who's making these decisions? Um, a uh, you know, Mister Blobby. Yes. <laughs> so, like a blonde version of that. Oh God! Right. Uh, who says more words than just blob blob blob? Okay. And he's also inedible. He's he is inedible, and he makes decisions. Is he involved in the process of making small Barbara Windsors? <laughs> he he's made quite a lot of small Barbara Windsors. So we a, don't know how many. A prolific blobby. A prolific Bob lobby, and he and and they go in like a little chamber, and they all shout at each other. <laughs> a, cha- a chamber full of screaming blobbies. <laughs> a chamber full of screaming blobbies. Okay. And people. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how does how does going into a chamber with a lot of people and a blobby who's in charge, like the warden in the prison, Shawshank, how does that make the rules in a country? Uh, because they. Does they well? You know how the the warden pretends to be friendly and say, "Yeah, cool, we're friends," but actually screws them over. Mm. Yep. So they debate. They they tend to tend to be like, "Oh yeah," but actually they're like, "We're still going to screw you over." What's a debate? Yeah. Debate is when someone, um, you know, our clowns, yes, uh, <laughs> blow horns at each other. And that's a debate. It's like that, but with words. Right. They blow words at each other. They blow words at each other. What sort of words? Um, Words about laws and um, about um, human rights. Oh, 11 (laughs) seconds. What what are human rights? Human rights are... um, (laughs) You know the gang... Five, (laughs) four... Three, two, one. Thank you, Rosie. Thank you. Um, So if I was to sum up what you just said there, Rosie, the House of Parliament is a chamber that many people and one important blonde blobby go into and scream words at each other. And from this, rules are derived. Hmm. Great. Thank you, Rosie. Luke. Um, yeah. My uh, Myself and Andy are fascinated by things that have been created 
by people. Oh. Um, so I'd like it if you could tell me a little bit more about something that's been created by people. Anything that's been created by people? Um, well, specifically, oh. um, if you could, in three minutes, uh, tell me what Frasier is. Ah. Uh, starting now. Uh, so Frasier is a... Ah, you know how you watch Shawshank Redemption on the screen and yes. you also watch yeah. EastEnders on a screen, which is the thing that... that What's EastEnders? Barbara Windsor's in EastEnders. The thing Barbara Windsor is behind a bar in is EastEnders. Um, okay. It's yeah. a... Uh, so it, it it's like... It's got a... Yeah, it's like Shawshank Redemption. It starts and it ends, but it, it, the content is very different. Mm-hmm. So you watch this thing. The content is about... Um, well, there is a toilet in Frasier. Now... But there are other rooms and other things as well as the toilet room. So you have a toilet, a room, the toilets, and then you have another few big rooms. And you have three uh, prisoners of this uh, building, like mm-hmm. a like a prison. But they can come and go as they as mm. as in the Houses of Parliament. Um, now, there one of them is very old. One of them <laughs> is very middle aged, and the other one is very middle-aged and also there's a small creature in the flat which is um like a it similarly to mr blobby it cannot make normal human words but the thing it says over and again isn't blob 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 blobby it's um bark uh occasionally so uh, are you talking about a dog yes oh you know dogs we've seen those in the shoreding shank redemption ah, we have, we're not stupid okay i'm sorry there's a dog in it there's also some people like there are in shoreshank redemption they're here to entertain the in a raucous way they want to um we watch them and by watching them uh and uh one of uh one of them used to be a policeman and there's probably one of them in shoreshank redemption or if not uh it's like a prison officer but um outside of prisons yeah now um so useless then uh, no, they have. They're still allowed to do stuff. The um, wait that you what you laugh when you watch it. Now laughing is uh, like a noise that comes out of you, like it comes out of people's mouths. And you maybe have seen laughing in Shawshank Redemption. I don't know if there's any laughing in it. But I think we are familiar with laughing. Uh, you from think the that Shawshank yes. Redemption, you, you maybe yeah. watch these three people and a dog. Mm. You laugh, and um, what do they do to provoke <sighs> laughter? They do things. Uh, well, either they say things which fit their personalities uh, very neatly. What are their personalities? Personality is like the what you are like of things. So Blobby's personality is he goes blob, 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 blob. Um, The warden's personality is that he is nice to people, but actually nasty secretly. Um, And in 15 seconds, mm -hmm. what are the personalities in Frasier? The personalities in Frasier are... um, uh, very, very um, prissy, um, quite prissy, and no nonsense, and a little d- naughty dog. Thank you. Thank you. Then. <laughs> a little naughty dog. Thank you. Um, Andy, would you like to sum up what's been said there? Uh, um, I, um, uh, two, uh, two creatures in varying states of prissiness and a no-nonsense creature and a barking creature inhabit a building which is not a prison. They come and go, and you watch this and you laugh. 
Thank you, Luke. Yeah, you're very welcome. Appreciate it. I don't understand its purpose there. Anyway, Rosie. Hello. Could you tell me what It's the End of the World as We Know It and I Feel Fine by R.E.M. is? In three minutes, starting now. Uh, well, it's a song. What's that? Well, there's. I'm sure there's... There's a couple of songs. There's in, a couple of songs in Shawshank. Um, also, sometimes you have clowns dance to songs, don't they? You know the ones that go... Yes, you're right. <laughs> they dance right. around. Mm. And um, that that song by R.E.M. Um, is people people dance people dance like the clown to it. People people dance <laughs> like a clown to it's the end of the world and we know it. I feel fine. Yes, they do. It's not. It's, it's a not sadder really, dance. It's it's a sadder dance. It's a sadder dance. How is it sadder? Um, because the the um the the song is is a little um is a mix of melancholy and upbeat. What is melancholy? You know how everybody, it's like the state of most people in Shawshank Redemption. They're just a bit sad. Prisoners. <laughs> the prisoners. You know how the prisons are all a bit sad? And we know why. And we know why. This is, this is, this is a melancholy, but not necessarily because they're prisoners, but they're just, they're just sad about life. Yes, we we know what a song is, Rosie. We're more looking to understand the specific song. Well, the, the, what is it about? The song is about it being the the end of the world, but they're we're fine. It's fine. Well, that's the title. <laughs> I can't remember any of the lyrics. I can't remember any of the words. Now I feel fine, but it's that's that's it's what it says on the tin. That's what it's about. What? <laughs> What's, What's a, a tin? Yeah, a tin is a a thing where you you keep things in, like a prison. Like a prison, but instead of keeping people in there, you keep little things, such as such as coins. What's a coin? Like a coin's money. Oh, I've seen that in the short yeah. Yeah, redemption. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. And why was I talking about um, so tins? so the song? It's the end of the world as we know it, and I yeah. feel fine. Is the same as what it says on a tin. Yes. Well, it's a, that's that's a saying. What's a saying? A saying is something you 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 say that you compare, which like I've been doing, comparing things to the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you can do it about anything. So you can say, Rosie. Yes. If you found a tin full of coins, and on that tin it said. It's the end of the world, brackets, I feel fine. How would you feel about that? You'd think, oh, no, in this tin is the end of the world, mm. but whoever's and, in it feels fine. And that makes people dance sadly. <laughs> like a clown. Because <laughs> it's music. Okay, thank you, Rosie. Yeah. Cheers. So if I was to sum up what you've just said. Oh, cheers is what um, Fraser came from. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie, if I was to sum up what you've just said, yeah. you, we 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 know that it's the end of the world as we know it. Brackets and I feel fine is a song, but it's a song that makes people melancholic and makes them dance like a clown. Yeah. Thank you, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> so you happy with that one? Yeah. Can 
Well, I'm learning a lot. Leonard Bernstein. That's Closer to the mic, please. Leonard Bernstein. Who, although I, when I was trying to remember the lyrics, I was getting them mixed up with um, uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. It was always burning till the... Is that another song? Yes. But you... How would you dance to that? You wouldn't. You'd nod in appreciation of the mastery. Good. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, myself and Andy are eager to learn about things that happened before myself and Andy. Uh, Luke. Yes. Could you possibly, in three minutes, mm. um, explain what the extinction of the dinosaurs was um, in three minutes, starting now? Uh, the dinosaurs were huge Mr. Blobbies that ate each other. Their extinction was like the so end they of were Shawshank. E- yes. edible. They were not. They were edible to each other. Yes, right. uh, unlike Mr. Blobby. So they had that element in common with food, uh, as well as the squishiness. They made noises which were raw, probably not Blobby. And the extinction of the dinosaurs is when the dinosaurs, which lived on the world, which is what the Shawshank Redemption is set on. Um, they lived on the world. The world is a prison. The world is no. The prison is in the world. The prison is on the world. Uh, but the prison wasn't in the world when the dinosaurs were there. And they Did dinos- they make the prison? No, the pri- there's a long time between the two things. So when you said... How then, long? Um, millions and millions of years. That is long. Uh, that is long, you see. Uh, and then the, the extinction of the dinosaurs means when the dinosaurs ceased to be 
on the world. Like and that, the end of the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, like the end of the Shawshank Redemption, like when um, the Panavision... What has happened to Barbara Windsor? Uh, exactly, exactly. What happened to Barbara Windsor happened on a massive scale to the dinosaurs. Now, they, they... Was that the end of the world? No, the world stayed. The dinosaurs, though, because uh, what happened was... Um, it's like a, you know what a world is because I've explained it a little version of that a very very small world hurtled at great speed towards this world kicking up loads of dust which uh, killed the dinosaurs dust is like tiny worlds even smaller how much smaller? so much smaller millions millions smaller millions and millions smaller the dinosaurs were all in like enormous Blobbies, yes, but went raw instead of blobby. Some of them were uh, like blobbies on all four limbs. Some of them were like blobbies on just two limbs, with an extra limb going out the middle of the back. Some of them had. Um, some of them actually didn't eat other blobbies. Some of them ate uh, vegetables. Vegetables are probably served in the Shawshank Redemption. So I think you can work that out. But these vegetables yes. grow on trees. Trees are where the vegetables originally come from. That's all you need to know about trees. There's also Less there's some Holt. very yeah. important trees in the Shawshank Redemption. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so so all of the Enormo blobbies mm-hmm. were wiped out by a smaller world mm-hmm. hitting our world. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the end of our wor- world, no. but it was close to the end of our world. Yes. So presumably people didn't feel fine about it. They didn't. There was nobody to feel anything about it. Nobody to feel anything about it. Yes. How did the blobbies feel? Well, the, actually, some of them must have survived because they turned into birds. What's now, okay? birds are like blobbies, little blobbies, pointier blobbies that can fly. Flying is like walking, but up. <laughs> did um, the small world that crashed into our world... Contain smaller blobbies? No, it didn't. <laughs> that we know of. Thank you for preempting that inquiry. <laughs> um, Any, anything else you'd like to say in the remaining six it, seconds? Actually. I think I've covered it. Thank you very much. Andy, would you uh, like to sum up? Yeah, so um, the extinction of the dinosaurs was um, an event which occurred when a very small world crashed into the world on which we live, which was covered in gigantic blobbies of various different shapes and sizes. Some of them had limbs coming out of their backs. And (laughs) those that didn't end... Um, when the small world made lots of dust, which is minuscule worlds, go around our world, those that didn't uh, die then became birds which walk up. I think I really, yeah. I don't like the idea of there being so many blobbies of different sizes. <laughs> I thought that was the best. And with different I, I think, yeah, I've, I think limbs. that's actually a reasonable way of teaching yeah. that subject. I mean, do the do the birds ever come back down, or do they just go? They went up. up. They do sometimes come down, but okay. they don't feel comfortable. Okay, they go up again. Okay, thank you, Lee. Smashing, lovely stuff. Smashing is what the uh, little world did to the normal world. Thank you. I fe- I really feel that I'm learning a great deal, and I look forward to putting that mm. uh, into play in my life, however long it lasts. Rosie, would you be able to tell me? What the French Revolution was in three minutes. Oh God! Starting I now. don't know. I can't be put on the spot by anything historical when my brain isn't working. The French Revolution um, was in France. What is <laughs> France? <laughs> France is a country 
um, mm. like, well, you know what a country is. And we know what a country is. You know what we know country. what America is. Yeah, you know what America is. Well, this is not America. This is a different country. And how is it different? It's different um, because it's somewhere else. It's somewhere else. Is that uh, the only thing that's different? It, uh, people speak a different language. What is that language? French. Could you give us any French? Uh, bonjour, je suis français. Oh, ho, ho, ho. That kind of thing. What does that mean? That means hello. I am French. French people live in France. So, the French Revolution happened in France about 200 years ago. So, not as far back as the gigantic blobbies. No, not no. not as far back as that. Just 200 years ago. And it was a lot of um, ordinary people who got very... So, not prisoners. Not prisoners. Ordinary mm -hmm. people got very angry because the people in charge had too much money and were awful and were like little wardens just taking power and being appalling. So they decided to get rid of them and guillotine them. Okay, what's, what, what's, what's a guillotine? Guillotine is when you kill somebody like... Uh, so many spoilers, I'm sorry about the short thing. We don't have <laughs> spoilers too for the French Revolution, to be honest. <laughs> the uh, when when they kill, um, they shoot that poor guy who I can't remember the name of. Yeah, awful. Yeah, mm. awful. So that's what they were doing in the French Revolution, they were shooting each other, but then the when they'd capture the people who had been the, like the wardens. They would, instead of shooting them, they would chop off their heads. Ooh. Oh, dear. Yeah. Why? Um, because they were like, screw you. Screw you, rich guys. How would they say that in French? <laughs> uh, uh, you, uh, that kind of thing. Okay. okay. Why is cutting their heads off a better idea than shooting them? Because shooting someone happens quite quickly. But it's uh, when they cut people's heads off, everyone would come and watch. You know how people watch a clown? Mm -hmm. they would yep. be, they're not entertained. <laughs> they're, no, they are entertained. People go to watch. People be entertained by someone being brought on stage and having their head cut off. So there'd be a big crowds. They'd be going, yeah, that's right. What's that in French? We, uh, we, um, c'est vrai. <laughs> that's true. Okay, so people were entertained by wardens having their heads cut off. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then, then thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Rosie. Um, so, if I was to sum up what you've just said, the French Revolution was a lot of wardens having their heads cut off, which is very satisfactory explanation. Yeah, it's very entertaining. Mm, good. People said, "Yes, that's right." <laughs> Um, there's all sorts of things that we would like to learn more about. There is so much to learn. Um, Luke, in three minutes, yeah, could you tell me what? Do it in two. No, I'll do it in three. <laughs> Just three, please. <laughs> Just, we do like to learn. We like to ask in questions. You well. like to learn to a format. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like to ask questions. Um, could you tell me what paella is? Ah! Um, please don't do that again. Sorry. Your three minutes <laughs> starts. I'm very excited. Um, so you know food. Paella is a type of 
food. Okay. Um, but it's lots of little bits of food called rice. Now, rice is um, a vegetable food. You know about vegetables. We've discussed that. Yes. Now, the, uh, the, the, they're yellow in paella, um, seasoned because of what they're seasoned with. Seasoning is when you spread something all over something to make it taste a certain way. But it also, in this case, has a colouring effect. In a paella... What is taste? Taste. Aha! You know how... I told you not to do that. What? Ah, I'm sorry about that. Um, taste is, you know how you watch um, The Shawshank Redemption. Yes. And you know how you feel a toilet. <laughs> and you know how you... Wait, you feel a toilet when you watch The When you Shawshank sit on a Redemption. toilet, you feel the toilet on your haunches. When you <laughs> when you watch Shawshank Redemption, you, you see Shawshank Redemption. And when you are around a clown, you hear that clown. Uh, now you feel them on your haunches. So those things we call... Senses, and there are other senses as well. So we've done uh, feeling, we've done uh, uh, eyes looking, yes. we've done hearing. There's also taste and smell. So taste and smell are basically versions of each other. One is when you put something on your tongue, which is the thing that you have in your mouth, and I can see you have right there. If you put something on your tongue, you will get a sensation for that, which is not just feeling, it's something else as well, and that's called taste, and things taste differently. So they might taste bitter, which is ugh, or they might taste sweet, which is yay. Now, um, uh, smell is, I don't know, I don't need to talk to you about what smell is, although Paola does smell. Smell is the same, but through your nose, and um, slightly different. Smell is when you put things in your nose near your and nose go, near yay. your nose near your nose and go either uh, or yay um, but you don't actually have to touch your nose with them but it's very similar to taste actually they work in tandem with each other tandem is a kind of bicycle a bicycle is a like a where uh, there's a you know there's probably a bicycle in short shot if not there's definitely a car half that you got a bicycle but you have to <laughs> you have to move it with your feet which are things on the bottom of Barbara Windsor um so what am I describing? It's paella. So in with the rice and the seasoning mm. uh, to make the taste, you also have bits of generally meat. Now, meat is a kind of food made from things which were previously alive, like Barbara Windsor was previously alive. But the so things- would you, has, has Barbara Windsor become meat? No, Barbara Windsor has not because people respect her too much for that. But the dinosaurs, by turning into the birds, have become meat. And in fact, that's the kind of meat you generally get in a paella, is the bird meat, um, which now you eat. So uh, blobbies become edible once they become birds. Well, though they were already edible when they were dinosaurs, with the particular dinosaur blobbies. Uh, but since then, they have stopped. They have become <clears throat> inedible. Well, no, the birds are still edible. The bird blobbies, the bird blobbies, the other blobbies. Um, what are blobbies? A bloody. It doesn't exist. I, I got it wrong. Look. So the point is, you put this in your mouth, and they make it in a country like France, but not France, and like America, but not America. In fact, no. The way to describe it is less like America than it is like France. And in seven seconds, mm-hmm. what is that country? That country is Spain, and everyone there goes hello i am spanish <laughs> thank you very much um andy would you like to sum up what's just been said ah uh, paella is a type of food which is made primarily out of rice which is a type of yellow vegetable and there are there is meat birds a bird's meat is in this which is what a uh, so dinosaurs become birds, and um, they then turn into f- food. And people <laughs> from Spain eat paella, and they say hello. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. Um, Rosie, yeah. I think Andy's got something for you. I, I certainly have another question. I would love you to tell me what a robot hoover is. What is a, I don't even 
know what a robot hoover is. In three minutes. Starting now. What the hell is a robot hoover? Okay, well, a hoover is is something you use to suck up dirt. Why would you want to suck up dirt? (laughs) Because it, it makes things messy and you want it to be clean. Like, um, so you suck up dirt. So, like a toilet sucks so it's up on your... waste. Right. Uh, a Hoover sucks up um, dirt on the floor. What is dirt? So it's d- like dirt? a portable toilet for dirt. What, what is dirt? <laughs> dirt is um, is grime. Um, you like like how in 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 prisons uh, things are quite dirty, and and you see like little kind of grimy brown stuff it's not like a very clean thing like a toilet seat sometimes is <laughs> i don't know right. so, so that's what a hoover so is so you use a hoover yes. to suck up dirt to suck up dirt once you've sucked up the dirt it's on your tongue and you taste it <laughs> no no because it's you're you're sucking up in a machine right right you're sucking it up in a machine so you're not sucking it up inside you you're sucking it up in a, like a like in, Close in like to the a mic, little please, toilet because a toilet doesn't go into you, does it? No, so no. it's like a portable no. toilet. It stays in in the in the, the the Hoover bag, right? Why does it need a bag? Because that's where all the dirt lives. Okay, like so it's, it's like, like a prison the for dirt house. So like where the Frasier characters live. Sure, but it's not for people. It's for dirt. But this isn't just a Hoover. This is a robot Hoover. Right. Okay. So a robot is like a person, but not real. And they're instead made like, out like, of... Like Barbara Windsor pretends to be a prisoner. No, this is uh, a robot is, is something that's been made by a human to look, to resemble like another human. Uh, but it's made <laughs> out of metal, like a toilet... <laughs> So right, okay. it's it's made and it, it's like a clown, but not fun. Okay, so a Hoover is a metal toilet <laughs> that's no fun, but it's for but it, dirt. Yeah, it sucks up dirt into a bag. It sucks up dirt into a bag. Who would use a robot Hoover? A robot. A robot would use a robot Hoover. I assume I don't even know okay. what a robot Hoover is. So a robot has tasked or enslaved another robot no because the, the the hoover isn't isn't a um isn't a robot it's uh it but belongs you, to the robot it belongs to... <laughs> so <laughs> it belongs to the robot robot has the hoover it's it's that's it who owns who the ro- <laughs> robot owns the hoover the hoover is an inanimate object and isn't owned okay, by thank anyone. you rosie thank you <laughs> thank you rosie um uh, there, you have told us that a robot Hoover. Press the mic, please, Rosie. A robot Hoover is a metal toilet that sucks dirt into a bag that has a confusing relationship with another robot. That's pretty good. Thank you, thank you, Rosie. We are also looking to learn uh, more about things people do. Oh. Um, Luke, could you please possibly? Um, explain to me what I would be doing if I went to my nephew's bar mitzvah in three minutes, starting Ooh. now. So, um, right, going to your nephew. So a nephew, we'll start with nephew. Mm-hmm. A nephew is like 
a little Barbara Windsor, but it's not your own. It is your brother or sister or siblings, um, little Barbara Windsor. Uh, so a brother <laughs> or sister or sibling is your you, if you were a Barbara, little Barbara Windsor, so would, and your brother and sister were you, Barbara, little Barbara Windsor from the same Barbara Windsor as you're from, they would be your brother and sister. Those other Barbara, little Barbara Windsor coming out of the bigger Barbara Windsor who has made you, you interesting things that people make. So um, they, if they have uh, their own little Barbara Windsor, that would be, if it's a boy, a nephew. And a boy um, is... What a, is a boy? Well, yeah. look... I, I, it's uh, in many ways uh, a social construct. A social construct. You know how a prison is a construct, a physical construct. Yeah. yeah. A social construct is one of them. But um, so being a like boy, rules. Being a boy is a bit like being in prison. But y- you know what? You said it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like being in prison. Um, so the little boy is he's your nephew. Now he. Um, now, he's having a party. A party is like a celebration, which is like entertainment, but everybody dances. You know when people dance? So it's, yes. it's, so it's like clowns. Uh, it's yeah. like a bit like clowns, but it's a particular rite of passage. Now, a rite of passage is like when you move from one stage of being to another one, like you move from being in prison to so being like, out of prison. So like the, the blobbies turn into the birds. Yes, yes. But that happens uh, when you come of age, I think, as a boy at the age of about 13 years, which is, th- you know, you know what that years. is. Yeah. You know what 13 years is. Um, I think it's 13 years. And so at that, if you follow a particular religion uh, of Judaism, then... Whoa, 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 yes, whoa, whoa, I whoa, thought whoa, you did. So religion whoa, is... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. What is religion? It is a set of beliefs and cultural shared actions and attitudes um, generally related to the spiritual. Now, I know you've got a lot of questions about that. Now, we, we really, we really do. do. Um, so, the spiritual is that which is not physical, um, but which is sort of like, oh, if the dinosaurs, when they'd been killed, if then they'd their spirits, uh, if the bit inside them had gone out and started pretending to be a dinosaur, but you could walk through it, that would be a spirit. <laughs> a, bit now, in, a bit inside them, which bit? The bit, like, if there's dinosaurs, if then you just saw the shape of the dinosaur moving around, but you know that dinosaur is dead, uh, that shape, and then you put your hand through the shape of the dinosaur, that's a ghost. Now, ghosts belong to the spiritual realm, which is different than the physical realm. 24 so, seconds. Oh, so... Spiritual realm is what religions are about. Now, Judaism is a particular religion about a particular idea of a spiritual realm. Everyone wears um, clothes which match the things they're meant to wear. They wear little uh, yarmulkes on their uh, heads uh, because they don't want God to see their head. Uh, something like that. Um, <laughs> who's God? At a bar mitzvah. Well, who's if you, God? He is... Um, Three, to, uh, two, who's and God? One. Everyone dances. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> so I thought you're. I think you're very good, Andy. Could you uh, sum up what's been said there? I can't remember. If I'm if I'm hearing things correctly, um, going to your nephew's bar mitzvah. Oh, that was it. Is a little boy in prison? who's having a party because he comes from a place where people wear certain clothes because they can put their hand through a blobby. Right. And your nephew is comes from the same Barbara Windsor's as you do. No. 
It comes from Barbara Windsors, above the Barbara Windsors that you come from, and they've produced other Barbara Windsors which are on a sort of similar plane to... There's a stratification of Barbara Windsors at work here. There's a line of Windsors. Yeah. And you are on that line and your nephew is on that line. And he wears a little yarmulke so that (laughs) God can't see his head. Thank you, Luke. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Rosie. Hello. Can you tell me what going to... What is a boxing match? You've got three minutes. Your time starts now. You know how in Shawshank Redemption... (laughs) (laughs) When they they beat up Andy... Oh, God, we're back to this. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's like... (laughs) It's like that. Oh, no. But... (laughs) It's... (laughs) It's for fun. (laughs) It's like the, it's so it's like a mix between that, um, but you know how clowns perform to um, crowds. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So that's what they do. They um, they beat each other up like in Shawshank Redemption, but for the entertainment of people. This sounds very violent. It's very violent, but it's okay because they're wearing gloves. Okay, what are gloves? Gloves are uh, like well, clowns, little... clowns wear gloves, don't they? Clowns yeah. Clowns okay, so they're wearing, clowns. and that but makes it are, okay. These are protective <laughs> gloves. These are gloves that can stop you getting really hurt, but okay. you do still get hurt a little bit. Okay. Why? Why? Do people watch this for entertainment? Because they're excited. They're excited by the punching. And if they want to see if someone wins, if they punch the other person um, to the floor and they can't get up. And they can't get up. And they can't get up. And that's entertaining, is it? Um, Yes. Okay. Yes, that's people like it. They find it exciting. Do they dance? Uh, no, no. Well, <laughs> when they win, the sometimes they do a happy dance. Okay. But not the the unconscious person on no. the floor. How did this start? This is a good question. How did boxing start? I think from the gladiators. What were the gladiators? Gladiators was many years ago. And was it between 200 years ago and the large blobbies? Yes. Um, and they would they would take people who were slaves, which is... Like the Hoover. Like the like Hoover the Ho- is a slave. <laughs> the Hoover's a slave. To the other robots. So you get these sort of Hoovers, and they would make the Hoovers fight each other for sport, for entertainment. <laughs> okay. And... That has so you've got n- now gone two through... metal toilets with bags. Well, or it's more like how do they pris- fight each prisoners? Other? They're they're like they're like prisoners. They're like prisoners, but they have to fight each other. Okay, and that's gladiators. And that's gladiators. And then in that, one of them would kill the other one. Uh, but now, because we're much more civilized, you they don't kill each other. They just knock them unconscious and maybe break their nose. What is civilised? Eight seconds. Civilised is um, a state of being uh, where you behave properly and nicely and like Barbara Windsor. Thank you, Rosie. Thank you. So if I'm understanding correctly, um, what you've just told me is that a boxing match is people hitting each other like in the Shawshank Redemption, 
whilst being watched for entertainment. And this started, this was started by a couple of robots. <laughs> Almost. Okay. Almost. Maybe not the end bit. Thank you, Rosie. One of the things uh, myself and Andy are particularly keen to understand um, is the world of humour and the world of jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke, could you please explain to me why the following joke is funny in three minutes? Oof. Why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? Could you please explain why that's funny in three minutes starting now? Um, no, I can't because it's not funny. It's... Um, well, it must be funny because it's a joke. It is a joke. It follows the joke format. Okay, so a joke is... Basically, there's two readings of why did the chicken cross the road and why it's funny. Either the idea is that it doesn't move like a normal joke should. And so normally a joke would... The bit which goes, why did the chicken cross the road? The answer to that would be something surprising and comic. Whereas the answer to get to the other side is just what happened. So it's kind of a subversion of the joke form. That's one way of reading the joke, why did the chicken cross the road and why it's funny. The other way of reading the joke, why did the chicken cross the road and why it's funny, um, is because the other side has two meanings. One of which is... um, the other side of the road. So the road is the thing that the chicken's crossing. And once it's on the other side of the road, it's on the other side from the side it began on. There's two sides of the road, this side, the other side. Or the reading of it is the other side, which means the afterlife. Now, the afterlife is what happens after life, but doesn't really. The dinosaurs, remember the dinosaurs walking around that yeah. weren't dinosaurs? They were, you could put your hands through them. That's there in the afterlife. So the idea that the chicken... Um, one reading of it is, oh, it went to get to the other side. But actually, the road is a dangerous place because you have vehicles moving along the road, as we've discussed in Shawshank Redemption. And if those vehicles hit the chicken, the chicken will die like Barbara Windsor did. Would Does anything that dies get to the afterlife? Well, it's an interesting question. It's in the spiritual realm, as we've talked about with um, Judaism. So some people believe in the afterlife. They think it's real, c'est vrai, as we've heard in French. Some people uh, don't believe in the afterlife. They don't think it exists. They think that when you um, when Panavision happens, that's it for you. You're just gone. Now, those chicken, the thing is also, uh, just in case you don't know what a chicken is, they're in the paella. That's the kind of bird that came from the dinosaur, which goes into the paella, which we talked about earlier. Um, that goes up. That goes. That Well, actually, chickens... Unlike a lot they go, of birds, they go across. They go well. They can uh-huh. they can move in various different directions. They can go up a bit. Unfortunately, they can't go up as high as other birds because their wings uh, to their body weight. The ratio of that you probably don't know what ratios no. are. No, no. Um, they're they're too damn fat for their little tiny wings. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they prefer to walk. They prefer to walk, mm. or they don't prefer to walk, but that's just what they do. And they're generally bred for food. Um, but this chicken must have escaped from a farm. A farm is like a prison, but for. Uh, animals which are the, the like people but um we eat them <laughs> so animals are people that we eat yeah more or less not uh, quite as smart as people which is why we can get them <laughs> so of those several different readings you've given yes us, yeah yeah um you said you don't think it's funny no um, could you explain to me why you don't think it's funny? Um, because it's meant to make you laugh, like Frasier is meant to make you laugh, and it never makes anybody laugh. Is Frasier funny? Yes. Are the people in Frasier dead? The characters in Frasier, we talked about characters, are not dead. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. I think you're so good at this. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think I, I sort of feel like, oh, I wish this was actually a monetizable skill. 
it's it, it's all useful information and we really appreciate it yeah thank you very much i'm in awe <laughs> you're a fawn no i'm in, I'm in awe oh. um rosie yeah would you be able to explain to me why the following joke is funny oh dear what do you call a dog magician <laughs> a labracadabrador You've got three minutes starting now. Oh, what do you call a dog magician? A labracadabra door. Well, so magicians, do you know what a magician is? No. A magician is like a clown. Ooh. They're there to entertain like or like a boxer. But what they do is they entertain by doing magic tricks. On the scale of boxer to clown, <laughs> where would you position the Close magician? The clown. Closer to okay. clown. What are magic tricks? Magic tricks are when you 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 have something and then you go, it's not there anymore. Or you basically, <laughs> you, you use, like, you trick people. You trick people. Okay. But in a fun, crazy way so they don't know how it happened. Like in Shawshank Redemption when they don't know how he got out of prison. And it's a mystery. So that's a magic that's trick. That's a magic okay. trick. So a magician does, does that, but on a smaller scale. Did that entertain so, so, the prison guards? So, so, so if I'm understanding this correctly, from the Shawshank Redemption, yes. what Andy Dufresne does to escape the prison is a magic trick. It's so a, a magic trick is crawling through half a mile of shit. No, no. A magic trick is that, that part's not the magic trick. What okay. the magic, what the part that's the magic trick is the fact that no one knows how he got out. So they go, it's magic. He, we don't know how he got out. We can't explain it. But so a magic trick is like that. You go, oh, you pull a rabbit out of a hat, and they go, how do how how do you how did you do that? What's you don't a rabbit? Know. It's like a little Mister Blobby. <laughs> Oh no! With, uh, they do come in all sizes, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> all, but with with big, big, um, big uh, ears. And what a, a magician does is he, before he pulls out the rabbit, he'll tap the hat with his wand, and he'll go, um, abracad- sorry, tap it with his wand and go abracadabra. What's his wand? <laughs> a, a wand is like a, a tall stick of power. <laughs> Where does it get its power from? It gets its... Well, it, I, who knows? It's just got lots of power in it. Okay. And so the magician uses it and he says some magic words to make something happen. Right. And often he says abracadabra is a famous magic word. So he taps it, it says abracadabra. <laughs> so what was the joke again that I'm describing? What do you call a dog magician... A labracadabrador. Right, exactly. So the joke there is because a labrador is a is a type of dog. Okay, ten right. seconds. Uh, so they've said labracadabrador instead of abracadabra because it's a dog. So the dog magician. And why is this funny? <laughs> is that Thank French? you. <laughs> I think it is funny that one. So if I could um, sum up what you've just said, Rosie. Uh, the reason, what do you call a dog magician, a labracadabrador, is funny is because magicians are similar to clowns and they do things without people knowing how they've done them 
included, including but not limited to escaping from prison or pulling a small blobby out of a hat. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, Labrador's a type of dog. Hmm. Um, at the end of all that, Andy, um, whose explanations do you find the most satisfactory? It's pretty tough. Um, I feel there's been a, a an overwhelming uh, wealth of information shared, and I'm mm. I'm struggling to digest it all. But I think that Luke has probably provided the more complete explanations. I thought he was very good. I thought you were very good. Thanks. We 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 very much appreciate both of your time, um, Rosie. Your information was brilliant. But harrowing. Mm. <laughs> Much um, of the information I, I I want to forget again, actually. Um, but uh, I I agree, Andy, that uh, Luke's explanations are the most satisfactory. Thank you. So thank you both very much. Ah! Oh God! No! Oh God! What? What? Oh, ah, ah, no! Both oh, of them! Oh, that's oh, tragic! Gosh, what a waste of time! <laughs> You have been listening to Born Yesterday, featuring Andy Barr and me, Alexander Bennett. I created the show, and Steve Pretty composed the music. If you've enjoyed the show, please tell people about it. Follow us on social media, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.